0: Good afternoon, fuckheads and fuckheads, or something like that. I don't fucking know. Here I am, traveling down the highway again. Heading out to see my skunkle and some cousins. Pretty excited about seeing everybody. It's a, a relaxing visit, supposed to be anyway. And, uh, I figured I'd give you guys a few more drug stories. So, first time I ever smoked crack cocaine, uh, would have been 01, I think. Yeah, it sounds about right. We'll say it was 01. So, I'm, uh drunk off my ass been out partying around town not even sure who i was partying with or where i was partying we might have been at the bars i might have been bouncing for from house party to house party maybe a little bit of both i don't remember and i was staggering through our old stomping grounds neighborhood around 108 there with a uh, 15-pack of Canadian under my shoulder. Uh, I ran into this guy, older gentleman, probably late 40s, early 50s at the time. So if the crack ain't killed him yet, he's probably not in the best shape. And he was worried about me walking around that neighborhood by myself at night because I was young and, like I said before, I was kind of a pretty boy. No tattoos then. Dressing nice all the time for the girls. Looked like I had money. I didn't fucking have no money because I pissed it all away, but I looked like I had money. And uh, we started chatting and he invited me up to his place to sit and have a beer with him. So I went up, I had a beer. Somehow we got on talks of hard drugs and the fact that I hadn't done a hell of a lot of hard drugs at this point. This was before my meth, I think. Yeah, it would have been just before my meth, a year year or two before the meth, I think. I could be wrong. I don't know. And we started talking about it and he brought out a little bit of crack. And asked if I wanted to try it. Why the fuck not, right? So we smoked what a little bit of crack he had left. At some point during this, I phoned Hillbilly and told him roughly where I was and that I was about to smoke crack with this guy in case something didn't happen, Then at least somebody knew where I was the last that they heard from me. I was always good that way somebody usually knew where I was if I was out on one of my terrors as long as I knew where I was because there was a lot of times where I didn't know where the fuck I even was so me and this guy we end up smoking what little bit of crack he had left and then you know as crack would have it you want to have some more well he didn't have no more and I didn't have no more cash on me I had more cash tucked away at my place but my place was like way the hell on the other side of town it would have been I'll say forty or fifty blocks. And I told the guy, it was like, Well, do you got wheels? He says, Oh yeah, I got a car. I said, Well, if you can give me a rip up to my place, we can go buy some more. So of course, offer to buy a crack hit crack, what are they gonna do? <laughs> They're gonna do whatever they have to do to get you to get then that crack. They'll move heaven and hell themselves to get that crack. They just love having that devil's dick in their mouth, sucking that 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 that, that, uh, that hot smoky cum from the devil's cock. So he runs me up to my place. I go in, grab a little bit of cash, go back out. We go, <coughs> we head over to near the college. and he goes in and picks up. He comes back. We go back over to his place. Start smoking the crack, finishing up some beers, and then I decided I had enough, I grabbed a little bit of beer I had left, and I stuffed it back under my shoulder and started staggering my ass home. Funny thing for me with crack, though, is every time I ever smoked crack, it felt like I had to hide from the world when I was smoking crack. I never really enjoyed crack, but I did it a few times never really my drug of choice though but sneaking home when I say sneaking home I mean I literally snuck home I stayed to the alleys the whole way home and that wasn't the only time that I smoked crack and bailed before everybody else was done and snuck home in the alleys I just didn't even want people seeing me another time when I was smoking some crack in the hood I think I was even in block 9 at the time and I smoked a little bit and wasn't really feeling the crackhead vibe that was going on in that place so I fucked off and it was again through the alleys. I found out about a week and a half later this friend of mine saw me as I was sneaking back to my place that morning and she was like I wanted to stop and say something to you, but I knew something was off with you, because you were never that guy to hide through the alleys, no matter how fucking out of it you were. You'd go right down the main streets and not give a fuck, so I knew something wasn't right when I saw you lurking through the alleys. Well, yeah, because I felt like a crackhead. It's not a good feeling. It's pretty funny coming from a guy that was a full-fledged fucking meth head, though, Hey. Eh? I'll talk smack about crackheads. But, you know, it's two totally different highs. You, you love crack or you love meth. It is what it is, I guess. <laughs> wow. Well, and I think, like I've told you guys before, I fucking loved it all. I remember this uh, one time I was roofing. And, oh. To roll my window down so I could light a cigarette here, but that one's gonna be way too loud, and you'll hear the window and not me. So roll the under, other window down. Just gonna set you down for a second here. You bunch of fucking nutballs for listening to this shit. Not going away. Don't know how well you can hear me, but I'm gonna light my smoke. Somebody needs to come up with a theme song for me or some kind of an intro. Come on, figure it out write a rap and I'll rap because I did that when I was young and uh so where, where was I there oh yeah I was roofing and I think I was roofing with one of my many many newfie roofers at the time and me and Rubble yeah it was Rubble we were uh sitting at the kitchen table at the roofer house and, his drug of choice was the crack of the co- my cocaines. For me at that point, I was enjoying my meth. And I was joy- enjoying my ecstasy. Well, I always, always enjoyed my ecstasy. Which is weird because the first experience I ever had with it, I took probably the, best be- the worst beating I've ever had in my life. And you guys all heard that story, if you haven't go back and listen to My Drunk Night in Victoria with Brent and Justin. That was uh, was a pretty good trip, I guess. All, all in all, it was what it was. But, uh, yeah, we get into my first ever ecstasy trip well, on that one, and yeah. But I loved ecstasy after that, so me and Rubble were sitting there, and I think he had some crack, and I think I'd been out partying the night before and was still kind of a little bit high from my meth. I didn't have any meth at that moment in time, <clears throat> but I had some on the way. And uh, had some ecstasies. So I, as usual with me, crushed up some extimacies, snorted me some extimacies, and uh, swallowed me some ectimacies. And I think I had a couple of hoots and a crack of the crack cocaines And then my methamphetamine showed up and I smoked a puddle and had a rail or two of that and I was having some drinks with rubble until my boys come to pick me up and take me to the bar. And I think I was selling mushrooms of that time again as well. And I remember walking into the bar and it was like all the drugs in my system hit me at the same time. And the music and the lights and the people, everything in that bar just fucking hit me all at once with all the dope that was in me. And I couldn't move. My cousin that I'm actually going to see here, one of well, there'll be a couple of them there. One of them was there in the bar that night and he actually grabbed me and set me down. And stood in front of a chair And when everybody came to talk to me He was like, fuck, leave him be for a few minutes He's out of it, he's got to get his bearings And yeah, it was probably 15, 20 minutes Somebody went and grabbed me a Probably at that time It would have been either a beer A whiskey Or a Jug of uh, bazookas Joe Shooter's yeah, I used to drink them by the jug. And then we carried on with our night. I simmered down and everything went alright. And, uh, fuck. I remember this one time. Me and, uh, <clears throat> a buddy of mine that I made through the math. Tommy. Smart, smart motherfucker. Like complete, total, complete and total fucking computer whiz, hacker type guy, and methed right out. I spent a lot of time doing math with him, just bullshitting, and saw some weird stuff online with that guy when we were mathed out. Well, we went to this party one night, and uh, nobody there liked hard drugs, so I had a little bit of. Math left on me and Tommy wouldn't snort it Tommy only smoked it me I didn't care but uh we went to try and find a place to smoke it and realized that neither one of us had a fucking pipe on us so we were actually hiding in this storage closet that these people had under their stairs and I reached up and undid the light bulb and we broke the light bulb and smoked it out of the light bulb that we broke that was that we stole out of their ceiling and broke to smoke our fucking puddles couple times me and Tommy got into some pretty crazy crazy shit when we were messed out but my honestly my best memories I think with Tommy was just Sitting around goofing around on the computers Watching that guy like what a fucking whiz Insane Insane good on computers Last time I heard from him He was actually clean And going to school for computer programming or something Going to one of the major colleges for it And I haven't heard nothing since So I hope everything's going good for him I hope he's still off the shit like I am yeah so I don't know fuck I don't know what else to give you guys for good old good old dope stories well I guess I could touch on another vehicle that was acquisition or acquired one night it was me and King for sure and there was a couple other ones and me and King acquired this truck it was uh, an OBS, old body style Chevy, so 90's 4x4, extended cab short box, as most of them were and gassed up again pissed out of my head No major hard drugs on that one, though. But uh, I had King with me, and of course, King had his doobies. Or not doobies. Had the pipe Woody. I think I talked about Woody in the episode where... I I think it was Oh, Captain, My Captain, where we talked about the pipe Woody. When me and the captain... uh, got arrested because I stole Tim Horton's World of Rim Twin Cups yeah go back and check that episode out if you haven't if you guys are listening to this and you're new to the podcast go start from the beginning there's been ups and downs there's been good episodes, there's been bad episodes maybe you'll think this is a shitty episode maybe you'll think it's a great episode I don't fucking know quite frankly, I don't give a fuck just keep listening, share it with your friends even if you're sharing it and you're going Listen to this fucking loser What a twat Share it with your friends Hey, I'll take the fucking downloads I'm over a thousand downloads now That little live one I did last night actually Put me up over that thousand download mark And I think that's pretty damn good For uh, a guy doing it all right all right off his phone with no sp- With no paid sponsorships uh, one donation. Doing pretty goddamn good. Thank you very much, everybody. Sorry, just uh, enjoying my cigarette here. But anyways, me and uh, King we're bouncing down the highway in this, and he pulls out Woody, and I got beers in there with me, and I'm drinking beers. I think King was having beers. Oh fuck, it might not have even been beers. It might have been coolers. Yeah, my taste for what I drink completely and totally depends on my mood. I've been on a big uh, vodka cooler kick again here lately. Had four of them last night after not eating all day. And I'm a cheap fucking drunk, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love it. The issue I've always had, though, is trying to find that fucking happy medium and keeping that buzz nice without crossing over and getting to the deadly, dangerous, blackout, drunk Dave zone. That's right, I let it slip again. Oh no, my name's Dave. And I'm a Gen X. See how many of those bastards are out there. And now, actually, now that I got talking about that, I'll jump over to that now me and my wife, we went back, We went down to Vegas here a few years ago and uh, I was riding that nice fucking drunk but not wasted not blackout drunk line for the majority of the day and then we got onto Fremont Street and I couldn't fill my big Slurpee cup that you get down there and they you can get whatever you want in it for hard liquors and it's a big good slurpees and wow if you, if you ever go to vegas you gotta try it out fucking incredible but we got on to fremont and i couldn't film a slurpee thing up there so i went into this bar and got a pitcher of beer and i pounded that as i was standing in line to, to do the zip line over fremont street <clears throat> and if you're ever in vegas and you hit fremont street The locals all told us that Fremont Street is just the right amount of wrong. And I was like, ah, there's no way that they could walk that line of just the right amount of wrong. Well, I was wrong. Just the right amount of wrong is most definitely Fremont Street on Vegas. Or in Vegas. Vegas. And I went into the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino and got some chips because me and the hillbilly had planned a trip to go to Vegas when... Actually, the year we met our old ladies. They were good friends. We were good friends. We met them and, well, we were both shacked up and kids and whole nine yards now. So, yeah. But I went in and I grabbed him uh, a chip from... The gold nugget so that I could take it home for him and give him that because he still hasn't made it down there. And then the the, the beer and the vodka mixed and did a bad, bad thing in my guts. I don't remember leaving Fremont Street. The wife said I wasn't too terrible bad until we were just about back to our hotel and we were staying at the Luxor. And the Luxor has this great big huge spotlight that shoots out the top of it so you can't lose it you can't get lost the only thing i can figure because i guess i got mad at her because i told her we were going the wrong way and we got into a fight and i guess i was yelling and screaming right on the strip and baby i'm sorry i wish i could go back and make it better i can't i just i try to do better things with my life and make better choices So she went to our hotel And I turned around and went the other direction Because I knew better than she did In my fucking destroyed state of mind And I remember Well the next thing I remember Because I don't remember this going on Like I remember leaving Fremont Street Then I have a vague memory Of sitting in a McDonald's on the strip By myself Trying to figure out where the hell The wife went And then the next memory I have, I'm walking out in some fucking neighborhood that was not the Strip. And not being a local in Vegas, being my first time in Vegas, I probably should not have been out touring around in the places I was. But I did what I did. I lived through it. And then I remember walking up to this car with a little Mexican dude in there sitting out in front of a restaurant and I asked him I said how the hell do I get back to the Luxor from here and he looked at me and he says well I gotta go back that direction to take my kid home once he gets out of work I'll give you a ride so he gave me a ride back yada 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 the wife saw me getting out of that car thought I'd got a cab I went back up to the room and to be 100% truthful, I remember standing because we were up on like the top floor just about of the Luxor. And you could jump off the hallway down into the thing. And I, I vaguely remember standing there and thinking to myself, you done fucked up again, idiot. She'd be better off without you. And I legit thought about launching myself off down into the bottom and trying to land on my fucking head. So yeah (laughs) I didn't though I went back into the room And we tried to enjoy the rest of our trip The next day was kind of a waste Because I had it pretty pissed off I was pretty hungover So yeah (laughs) But Back to the story about King and the Pipe Woody And we're cruising down the back roads In this acquired truck smoking bowls out of woody I'm drinking my beers or vodka coolers or whiskey or whatever the fuck it was that night <clears throat> and uh, realize we're out in the neck of the woods of hillbilly so we swing in to grab a hillbilly and I had this truck in four wheel drive because it was shitty weather the roads were garbage and there was lots of fucking snow in the ditch and in the state of mind I was in four wheel drive was a good idea well, a fucking hillbilly jumps in with me. Takes it out of four wheel drive, says you don't need that, you're not a bitch. Pulling out of the, out of the driveway at the hillbilly's place. With a four wheel drive kicked out straight into the fucking ditch. Looked at him well, I guess I needed it, didn't I, dummy? <laughs> and uh The other vehicle, they I don't remember who was behind us but there was a few I think Captain might have been with us that night fuck Bruno might have I don't know but the other vehicle gave the hillbilly a ride back to uh, the house and he grabbed the tractor and then he come out and plucked us out of the ditch and then off we went again and we were cruising around for a while and then I wanted to see how far I could plant this fucking pickup into the ditch and I fucking put her to the floor and I launched that cunt into the ditch and she was buried and buried bad well us being us and me liking to watch metal burn and all that shit I figured well let's uh (laughs) let's light this bitch up so there were some jerry cans in the back of this truck so into the cab they went, I thought I had the driver's side window and the passenger side window down, and there was a Rolodex. I don't know if you guys know what a Rolodex is, but it's like business cards almost that you write phone numbers on, and then they're on a big roller. There was one of those in there, so I doused it in gas, and I lit it, standing not too far away from that vehicle and i fired it into the cab and all of a sudden it went and when it went fucking woof the flame that came out that driver's side window because the passenger side window wasn't open so it all all the pressure of that ignition came shooting out that fucking driver's side window knocked me on my ass I jumped up. I couldn't see a fucking thing. I started running to get away from the fire, but as I said, I was blind. So I was running towards the fire, running back towards this vehicle, and hillbilly started screaming at me, wrong way, wrong way. So I spun on my heels, did a 180, and started running the other way, and hillbilly and one of the other guys come and grab me and pulled me out of the ditch and I got up there and grabbed a drink and looked at myself in the mirror because they're all fucking laughing I had a goatee at at this time well when I threw the Rolodex and realized that flame was coming at me I started to turn and that flame hit the one side of my face and it singed half of my goatee my one eyebrow my eyelashes on the one side and singed all the hair on that side where the hat was, wasn't was sitting and we sat there and watched it burn and then we jumped in and we left so that one didn't really have too much to do with drugs but it was an interesting story I'm pretty sure that'll be one that comes up when I have Hillbilly on. I'd love to get King on because there's a lot of stuff that me and him did that I don't remember, that I know he does. He was never a drinker the way I was, but fuck me, did he love his booze. I mean, not his booze, his uh, his, his marriage alone... But actually, I shouldn't say that, because there was quite a while where he drank like a fucking fish, too. But not nearly as long as I did. Alright, fuckers. And fuck it, it's any girls that are listening, I'm sorry, I don't want to leave you out. Go check out Dusty Shed Wood Company. Go send me a friend request on Facebook, Bob's Bob's like the Facebook page, Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy, or the Facebook group that Dave Welch set up before I was dealing with any of that crap on the Facebooks I'm an in that one as well so hit it up shoot me an email, tell me what you thought tell me I'm a piece of shit tell me you love what I'm doing send me money you send me money I'll buy more coolers, because that's what I'm in the mood for right now, is coolers but go check out the dusty shedwood company things are going to settle down after all his christmas craft shows and everything and then hopefully we'll have something for our giveaway and if you want to if you're interested about the dick in a box go check out my story from a few days ago there's a picture of one of the dick in a boxes that the dusty dusty shedwood company will make Alrighty, and on that note motherfuckers don't walk a mile in my shoes because that won't impress me. Live 30 seconds in my head and you will understand why I'm a messed up northern boy. And these are my motherfucking tales. Peace, bitches. I'm out.